Hey everybody, I'm Chase Jarvis, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws. I'm Dave Clayton, the fella on the other side is Glenn <laughs> Dewis. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. <laughs> now, if you've heard the intro at the beginning there, you'll know who our guest is this week. It's a young man called Chase Jarvis, who uh, many well, more of you... brownie points there for saying the young man. I know. I know. <laughs> Everyone's younger than me, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were lucky enough to to plan and get hold of Chase. Now, it, it's taken us a little while to get him. Obviously, he's a you know, uh, I say a busy guy, but he's um, he's got. He a explains lot... what he means by busy, yeah, though, doesn't he? he? Yeah, he's got a lot of things going, and and I listen to his podcast. I watch some of his content. I, you know, I've done some of his classes on Creative Live. We've got mutual friends mm-hmm. who have been part of his sort of business empire. Um, but we've we've played a bit of a waiting game because we wanted to get him when something specific was coming along that we weren't told of. We just knew we had to wait for it, and it turns out <laughs> it's his new book called Creative Calling. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what? One thing I will say before we kind of carry on here is this: what this episode coming about is a a real lesson for a lot of people to take away from. Because you are, as I said when we were off air, Dave, the relationship maker, Clayton. Do you know what I mean? Because this was one of those slow burning things, but never giving up. Because we knew we wanted to get Chase on here. Even before we knew about the book, we knew we wanted Chase to come on it. But you kind of kept that relationship going, emails coming backwards and forwards, nice and patient, and just kind of just taking your time. And sure enough, it's all come for, uh, come to fruition. And tonight we got the chance to talk to him. Yep, I want to say a massive thank you to Julie, his assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been absolutely outstanding. She's been so good. Emails back and forth, trying to find a window of opportunity. Uh, today was the day. We had a slot, and uh, Chase was just absolutely fantastic it was so relaxed wasn't it yeah we've always said we like our interviews to be like three blokes sat in a pub talking about their day or what they do or what they've done and and i think that came across i think it was really nice chat i really enjoyed it and definitely we've got to get a part two out of this you know one thing i know this this kind of i'm hoping this doesn't lose in the translation but when we were kind of getting everything ready for this tonight and we've got the headphones on we've got the the video on and chase comes on live as we're kind of talking to him it was really funny because at one point i said to him have you got headphones as well chase yeah he said give me 120 seconds i'll be right back and Chase is in his studio, isn't he, while he's recording this? Yeah. And he he walk, he turned his back to the camera and he walks off in the distance. And he kept walking. <laughs> and he kept walking. And he and just got smaller and smaller on the screen. And we were just chuckling away thinking, how big is that studio? My God. And, we said, and then he walks all the way back. You're in the footsteps. <laughs> he sits down and then he goes, I've forgotten something else. And then off it goes yeah. again. But no, he's got a lovely space there in Seattle. I know it's, they've got the Creative Life Studios over there. Um, and we will put a bunch of links in uh, in the show notes uh, for everyone because there's a lot of things that Chase has been involved in that you should know about, probably do already know about. But there's some great content out there that he's created in our industry. Now, obviously, we're in the creative industry. And by that, I mean we're in the arts industry. We're photography and design what Chase is talking about isn't specific to our industry. This That's is right. about creativity as a whole. So even if you are a photographer or a designer listening to this, get your friends to have a listen as well, because Chase has got some great advice and we've read part of the book already. And 
Uh, I've already pre-ordered it. I'm pretty sure Glenn's going to be doing that mm-hmm. as, as we as we speak. I think it's one of those books that you do have to get on your bookshelf if you need to kick up the ass. Yes, it's a book not just for people in what you would generally term as the creative industry, is it? This is a book for pretty much anybody, no matter what they do for a living, whatever their interests are. But also, which is really interesting, was the one thing that he was really kind of um, want to make a point of was it, it does it's not age specific. This book, no. Do you know what I mean? It really isn't. Because you look at certain people, because sometimes you think, oh, you know, if only I'd have been younger, I'd have done this, this and that. You've only got to look at people like Ricky Gervais when he was, I think it was he 40 something when the the office was out there and everything happened for him. So there is no age when you think, oh, I've missed the boat. And I, I I think we've seen how Chase, the things that he's done... There were so many questions I had. And, of course, we were on a limited timescale because, like you said, very, very busy guy pulled from pillar to post and a lot going on. So we only had a limited window with him. But there was so much more I wanted to ask because what he was saying as well was just really interesting because as I, I know I posed one question to him. What's different about this book than some of the books that I used to have on my shelf before? And he kind of yeah. explains it really well. And one thing that really sells me on it is the fact that he's got the track record. Exactly. Yeah, not... I've helped numerous companies make yeah. six figures or seven figures. You know, he's an entrepreneur. He's a genuine entrepreneur. He's built businesses. He's sold businesses. He's he's had success and failures. He's got the experience. Just you, you Google his name. There's a ton of stuff out there. It's funny. There was a quote I wanted to bring into the episode that he kind of touched on that's in, uh, in some of the bump about the book, which was uh, a quote by John Cleese, which right. was, creativity is not a talent. It's a way of operating. And I think some of the things we've spoken about, and I know in previous episodes we've talked about the pressure of not only being creative in what you do, it's how you determine your own success. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like somebody said once about making a loaf of bread, and I know you've made bread, the first loaf you make is crap, (laughs) but the hundredth loaf is is delicious you have to keep doing it and want to do it and practice it now mm-hmm. you don't have to be the world's most famous bread maker mr warburton uh, or <laughs> mr say, hollywood <laughs> yeah <laughs> but all you need to do is just harness harness the creativity what's the thing you'd like doing and we we are all creative and, and chase absolutely nails it in in this chat and and i know he has in the book yeah. so um yeah all i can really do is urge you to have a listen have a listen to it. Check out the uh, the details in the description part of the episode because there's all the links that you're going to need yeah, uh, as well for pre-ordering and uh, all about Chase, I guess. Yeah. And the link to the book, just to show that, you know, this is purely because we wanted Chase on, that it will be a raw Amazon link. There's no, like, affiliate or anything. We're not going to try and make money out of it by pushing it. We'll just give you the link. We will take It's called Creative Calling, Chase Jarvis. So all you need to do to Google the book, go and buy it. Um we want to thank Chase again. We'll thank Julie. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yep, yeah, have a listen and uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, I suppose I'll do my intro then. We'll go with Sir Chase. Who are you? Is this the part where I read my long bio that somebody else wrote for me? Or is Absolutely. This, can I just, can I just... <laughs> just tell us who right. you are. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, my name is Chase Jarvis. I'm a lifelong photographer and entrepreneur. Um, I've, I've had the good fortune of being able to take pictures my entire life. Uh, transitioned that into building uh, first uh, some some iPhone apps, one called Best Camera. That was the first iPhone app to share photos to social networks, helped kick off the global photo sharing craze. And then uh, I was co-founder of a company called Creative Live, which uh, today 
brings education to tens of millions of photographers, designers, creators, and entrepreneurs from all over the world. So it'd be fair to say so you, I'm a dirt ba- I'm you, a live dirt a quite, you live a no, quiet life. No, I'm a dirt life. bag. <laughs> uh, so obviously we've known you for some time for, for many of those things. And um, and I know we met briefly at Adobe Adobe Max last year. Uh, yes, we, uh, I remember. Um, I remember having the app. Um, I've been a member of Creative Live. We kind of got a lot of mutual friends. But there's very few people in the industry we've met who are as busy as you appear to be. And that's not in a like a busy fall kind of thing. This is we can talk about your book today, Creative Calling. Amazing. This is a creative environment you've built for yourself and the people around you. So what kind of led you to just sit down one day and think, I need to start writing all this down? (laughs) <laughs> and, and turn it into something that's useful rather than because obviously you've got podcasts you've got training you speak you help businesses you're forever putting that content out there but I think it's you know you've now obviously got to the point where I'm going to write 300 pages of, of inspiration <laughs> <laughs> I love the question um, and I want to make sure to um, couch the concept of busy I, I do think that busy has, has become a disease in our culture and I, I like to think that there's a small distinction between the kind of busy that you're asking about and the kind of, uh, and maybe how it relates to the kind of busy that I think I'm trying to pursue right now. Busy is not, you know, a hamster on a wheel is busy. Um, part of what I'm trying to do is, is unpeel the la- the the layers of the onion that I've discovered about myself and my own journey through creativity and try and bring that to life for as many people as possible. And I think, you know, your, your question about the book, just to be crystal clear, the book is, I think, some of the, the best work that I've ever done, in part because it's looking backwards, connecting all the dots to, you know, to abandoning the, the vision that everybody else had for my life. And that's my parents, my teachers, the career counselor, our friends who say X or Y is not possible, then becoming a creator, starting to build tools for creators. And then to me, like whether that's that's Creative Live or the, the apps that we talked about already, what was missing was, wait a minute, why does all this matter? And yeah. and so putting my arms around a book, just because to me that's it's it's the best vehicle to create sort of long form ideas that have staying power and and you know in part that will help me make this vision for creativity as big as possible. And that's the hopefully it'll you know get me on the couch at Oprah and Ellen and, and, and help us like we've, we've been, we've been taking our licks as creators and entrepreneurs, you know, for many of us for our entire lives. And it's just happening. Like what we're a part of right now is a movement where, you know, if our parents had one job, we will have five, the next generation will have five at the same time. And many of those jobs don't, didn't exist five years ago. And many of those are freelance and they're based around the concept of a creator and a creative lifestyle. And when I say creativity, I don't just mean art. I mean creativity with a capital C, like coding and cooking and the ability to build businesses. All those things are filed under creativity. And I just felt like the book, a book was the best vehicle for that. And I will tell you that I am not a fast writer. I can write. I've written a thousand blog posts on my blog. I was intrigued how long this took you. Painfully slow, you guys. Painfully slow. And and I think, you know, that's part of, as a creator, we all look at like, what's our message? And then what's the best medium to get that message out there? So for me, the book is, and it's not just inspiration. It's very tactical. It, it got, walks through a creative process and it answers hopefully really hard questions from my own experience and from the experience of the 150 people that I've had on my podcast, the, the Brene Browns, the Richard Bransons, the Tim Ferrisses and 
and you know most of the the hard hitting photographers in the world who've done the work that that many of us uh, who are listening today have done. And that's you know so there's a tactical takeaway to the hardest questions like how do you tell your family you want to you know not pursue the nine to five and transition into something that makes your heart sing, and you know how do you have tough conversations with your family and what is it like to pursue? We all have these experiences of tapping into something that makes our heart sing. And then we have this conversation like, well, I can't do that because I've got a mortgage and I've got three kids and I've got whatever, whatever the hurdles are. And for different people, they're different. This, the, the list of shoulds. So to me, the, the, the book is both a, it's a practical, it's a practical guide for trying to finding a way to pursue your dreams, whether it's in career, hobby or in life. And, uh, and it was not, I chose it very intentionally, and that's what these dark circles under my eyes and these <laughs> all these all these bruises are from. Um, but I do think it it was worth it, and I'm super excited to to be talking about it and sharing it with you. This is one of the first you know one of the first times I'm talking about it publicly. So brilliant! Oh, thank yeah. you. One one of the things me and Dave were talking about off air before you were able to to join us was the fact that I mean you can see behind both Dave and me on the videos here that there are books. Um, and I can certainly speaking for myself, there are less books than there used to be because I used to have loads and loads of the books where it was all about uh, self-development and, and business and what have you. Because one of the reasons I kind of got rid of a few was because I found that when you look at the back and it was describing like a, a precy of what the author had done, so many of them were saying, oh, John Smith has helped numerous companies to blah, blah, blah. It never seemed to name them. And I was that kind of put a real seed of doubt into me. But you've only got to go on to what, you've done and what the thing that me and dave said right there's a track record there so already there's the credibility you know because you look at your little bio here that's on the thing to do with the book here on the website it talks about apple nike red red not sorry nike red bull Pulitzer surprise when you know all that is so much credibility there but i guess one of the things that i really wanted to know because i've had so many books is what is it about your book that is different to books that i may have had on the shelf before and with that, tell us about this idea principle. So there's a little sure. bit there for you to, to I, get into. No, I, I love the question. And specifically, I love it because I look at the books that were meaningful to, me, meaningful to me. And like you, none of them were the ones that were that that pitched this vision of the world where it could be, if you just did these things, there wouldn't be bumps along the road. It's basically like it paints a picture of perfection. And... One of the most meaningful books that I've ever read, and it was because I was transitioning into tr into venture capital world and trying to get Creative Live up and growing very quickly, and and it was a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things by a guy named Ben Horowitz, who's one of the world's leading venture capitalists. And I don't normally run around with venture capitalists, but what his book was like: how to fire a friend, how to tell your team that you have to downsize, how to like all these things that wow. are just like the hardest truths, and. To me, I wanted to write a book that was that had a foundation in reality and a foundation in the hard questions that we as creators and entrepreneurs face. And fortunately, I have had a life laden with landmines and curveballs, and I've made many of the mistakes that you can <laughs> that you can make, and some that you wouldn't anticipate. And and that, or many under my control, you know, I've I pursued the dreams that everybody else had for me around school, and I was you know a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Um, I, I followed the recipes of other people and realized that it just got me a dead end. I have lost people very close to me pursuing my dreams and realized that I needed to be doing something else. I almost died in an avalanche 
when I was doing something that I was passionate about, but it wasn't my highest calling. And so I've had these experiences. And I think as maybe even more important is I've had this conversation with 150 of the world's top performers in creativity. And there just so happens that there's a really crystal clear pattern. And I've tried to break that pattern down, look at it. And so we can learn from our mistakes and the mistakes of the highest performers and hopefully uh, avoid some of those, um, but paint it in a really real picture rather than the business books that you were talking about that said, you know, John Smith really helped Google hit the big time, which is not what we're all about. He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by X-Rite. X-Rite bring you the very best professional color management tools in the industry, offering you the flexibility you need to easily achieve precise color every time. Check out the brand new i1 Display Studio and i1 Display Pro Plus, both enabling you to calibrate and profile desktop monitors, laptops, projectors, and mobile devices for consistent, accurate color. Each device uses its own simple and clear interface, giving you the most control and confidence that you'll always get the most accurate colors, the best blacks, shadows and dark colors with consistent monitor to print matching. Save time, money and frustration by using X-Rite's professional calibration tools. He Shoots, He Draws listeners can get 25% off by visiting xrightphoto.eu and using the code COLOR25. That's C-O-L-O-U-R-2-5. So, so, all right, so brilliant. But he talks about the idea principle. That's sure. one part that me and Dave, again, were talking about before we got on, on air. Sure. The idea principle, and I've got it all written down here. Can you explain to us what you mean by this? Sure. I guess it's like a system that you yeah. have, isn't it? The idea principle. Yeah. So I think there's two two lenses I want to put on this. One is this idea framework, and what it really is is just it's the it's the perfect segue from your last question. And I know why that's why you pin them together here. Is there's a pattern that I experienced in my life when things worked well, and there's a pattern in the success that I found in deconstructing the best stuff of all of the other people that I named, hundreds of people, and you know the thousand instructors that have been on Creative Live. I have personal relationships with most of them and have had the good fortune of talking to them. And what I realized is there is a, a repeatable pattern and why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we reveal that? And it is, it's I, I, the acronym that I use to describe it is IDEA, I-D-E-A. And the, the pattern goes like this. You've, and this works whether you're talking about creating a project like a, a photography book or uh, you're trying to build a business or change the trajectory of your life. It starts with I, which is imagine what's possible. And the reality is that we've been fed a bunch of lies about what's what we're capable of, about how our circumstances dictate X, Y, and Z. And so I'm, I, I try and get us to think in an unconstrained way. And this is a really key principle of everyone I've talked to. When if you live by the rules that everybody else has made over time, those rules were kept ideally to keep you, you know, keep you in the middle, average, simple. Yeah. Because that's what's expected, and that's the way that society knows how to, to manage you. It's and safe right, as well. It's the it safe is. place. It's the middle lane. Right. And I actually make the argument in the book that, well, we're sold that it's safe, and our parents tell us it's safe, and the people that are around us that, that love us tell us it's safe. But the irony is that it's probably it's the riskiest time in the world to be playing it safe. 
and the things that we're, we were told um, about creativity, about what's possible for our lives, they're largely, it's largely inaccurate and it's based on a fear culture. And this is not like there's a puppet master. This is just like our conditioning has tell, told us what's possible. So in the idea principle, I is imagine, like if you truly had an unconstrained view of what was possible, what would it be like? And this is a principle like Richard Branson didn't go from having a record label to an airline to a mobile phone company by saying, oh, my mom said I should be a fill in the blank. And not that Richard Branson's life is something that we all aspire to, but we all have aspirations and they've all been kept in check by culture. And I invite us to, to break that down and, and push through it. So imagine what's possible. Then design a system that can get you to that thing. And it's, it's largely based on habits and, and, and mindset. Um, and so there's a, it's a, it's a pretty tactical piece of the, the vision is making a plan for yourself, right? You, if you want to lose 20 pounds, you can't continue doing the same things you have been. You have to put yourself on some, a little bit of a program. And again, this is the system that everyone who's achieved success has used. They visualize something. Oh my God, this would be amazing. I suggest that we get really clear on that vision. Then they design a series of, you know, changes to their lives. And then E is execute. You're just basically executing the plan and new information comes up all along. Just like if you're building a house or building a business, the market can change or the price of shingles goes up or whatever, and you're just adjusting. So we're executing that plan. And the last part, which is wildly misunderstood, and I think this is the place where most creators actually fall down, is in amplifying the vision that they've created for themselves. And that has a lot to do with community. Because if we do all these things in our parents' basement or we do them in secret away from our spouse or our families, um, other people, it's hard for other people to get on board. And amplification has everything to do with community. And there's two kinds of communities. You can either, there's communities that you can join that already exist, whether you're a photographer, a designer, or an entrepreneur. And there's the community that you make around your own work, which is, I don't care, it doesn't, it's not about a million Instagram followers. Because if you're a, a, a blacksmith in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, all you all you need is the fifteen restaurateurs. You need to be you need to care for their knives and their needs, and then you're you're you've got your community. And so it's not about size; it's about building people who are ready to receive your work. So again, this idea principle it's basically a, it's a creative um, it's a creative framework that w- works for any individual project, or most importantly for your life that kind of leads into that question you had dave that you're saying what was it that yeah it was something i've known i mean i i know you were born in the 70s i was born middle 60s uh i in my environment i work for design uh i work for a company that makes plugins for illustrator my my community is our designers but i also get to see a lot more younger designers and what what i kind of wanted to get to was obviously when we were younger the tools we had you know because this is a process you can follow at any time but the tools were different the thing i see quite a lot now with with young creatives and i'll use the word young creatives because like you said it doesn't have to be design is there seems to be an immense pressure on people nurturing their creativity to become like famous quickly or or have i have to earn lots of money quickly if i'm if i'm creative in this thing there seems to be less patience is that is that something you found or, or that you've addressed in the book? It's, I've, I've addressed it directly. And I think I, I file a lot of those under the shoulds that, that everyone um, pushes on us. And there's a very important, um, I think, philosophy that comes through in the book, which is your intuition 
what's right for you. And when I say what's right for you, not the you that scrolls through your Instagram feed and then makes the decision about what you want to do. The one that is your 3M voice about, you know, what you truly want to be doing with your life. If you could snap your fingers tomorrow and, and be and do as you as you desire what that path looks like. And of course, we're all impatient. We would love to snap our fingers. But I think the reality is that the the journey is every like creativity is a habit it's not a skill so is changing your life it's a habit you don't there you know it's even if you take massive action change is something that um is it, it doesn't happen overnight and prescribing such a world like one of those perfect books that we've talked about that are on the shelf behind you that to me this doesn't make any sense because what it feels is it you, you feel betrayed you betray yourself and you feel a sense of longing and loss Rather than in the book, I, I talk specifically about two um, two metaphors, if you will. One is um, is hearing the call, and the other one is walking the path. I advocate that we all have this calling, and you can look backwards in your life and connect the dots to when you were you felt most fulfilled and connected, whether it was the people, the place, what you were working on, or you've envisioned that, and it brings you great joy. We have that. To me, that's the call. And ironically, we're programmed to ignore that call because it's impractical because it's and not only I think this is why the book is well timed now more than ever before. We have the tools. We have the means. Distribution is free or super, super cheap. And the tools that can help us tap into our our dream life are largely free and available in such a way that there are many layers, fewer gatekeepers than there were before us. So I think that's a really, really critical piece of of the book is knowing that not only is it about patience but it's about listening to that we have the voice in there and then walking that choice that we make walking our path and it's not a map this is where people also get wrong it's not you know if you look you, on a map you see where you're starting and where you're going to end and there's a nice little red line drawn on the path it's way more about a compass it's a direction you don't have to know everything but you have to pull on the string that is your curiosity and start walking in that direction that you know feels right to you and the rest the rest un unfolds and then you become confident overcoming your fear and reacting to the next opportunity. Yeah. Okay, Chase, I've got a question for you then now that we're talking about that. Let's say the book's out, okay? Somebody's, some person, no matter what age they are, they've, they've read the book and now they've closed it. For you as an author, what would you now want them to go right? What would you want them to, to sort of do or feel or whatever after they finish the book because i talk about me and dave we've got books out there that are educational books mm -hmm. and we want to know that people have been helped to learn a particular skill if you like yep. but for you with this book here about creativity what would be your goal to say somebody's got from it um i would i would ground that in three principles that i would want you to walk away with one that every person is creative by nature we, we talk through the lens of art because it's convenient. It's who we are in our community. But everyone is creative. Ask any, you know, first grade classroom who wants to come up to the front of the picture, or front of the room and draw me a picture. Every single hand goes up. This is unequivocal, universal. We're creative by nature. So one, whether you identify as a creator or not, I think I, I need you to, to believe and understand that. And assuming principle one, principle two is that Creativity is a habit, not a skill, right? It's, it's a practice, not a product. It's a muscle that we develop. And if you want to develop this muscle of creating in small daily ways, you have to use that muscle. That's why there's a lot of 
talk in the book about like fr- framing what you do, whether it's cooking a meal or building a business around a creative activity, because it is creative. And the more you use that lens, you realize that you have power over your life, you know, which is really the, the third piece of this puzzle that I'm trying to put here is the process that we go through to create anything, right? Whether it's a photo or a meal or a, a business, the muscles that we use in small daily ways, those are the exact same muscles that we use to create our lives. And, it, and it's only through, it's just creativity at a bigger scale, right? The lives that you're looking at on, on Instagram or that you're, you're someone who close to you, you admire and respect, those lives are built, they're intentional, they're designed and created. So what I would want is someone to take away these principles that we're creative, that creativity is a, is a habit and it's a muscle we develop, and that in developing that muscle with a regular focused practice, whatever it is, you're just acknowledging that you're creating, that you then have agency over your life to go create something. So it would be creating, start now and be creating on a regular basis and see yourself as such. Yeah, something I've seen in the industry, which which I find really interesting is um, a lot of creatives are like yourself. You played sports, you played football, which I do want to talk about another time. Um, but a lot of frustrated photographers, are, a lot of photographers are frustrated musicians or they come from a musical background. They're skateboarders. They've got some musical background. That So the thing is like, the, the the creativity isn't the thing that defines what they end up doing it's a process of which you know they started off as a sports person they started off as a musician they've become a photographer because they've gone through a process of understanding their own creative their own creative channel you nailed and, it and it's and it, yeah and, <laughs> it, and it's I, mean, I got nothing still, to say like, that's but that's that thread of discovery where you listen and you do most people that i feel like are stuck they're stuck because they're trying to think their way out of their per- particular position. And a lot of the focus in the book is we're all stuck somewhere, whether it's like trying to do that next big project or the limiting beliefs that we've placed on ourselves or the constraints that having a family and a nine to five job and whatever, we, we, there's so many of us are, are stuck and try to create this practical sort of handbook for getting unstuck. And it's exactly what you said. You get there through Action, not intellect. The answers are not on the couch or in your head. The answers are out in the world. And the way you get there is through starting to do that. And when you, what the world reflects back to you, it just happens to align perfectly with your intuition and the thing that you know you are inside. You just, it's a, the world becomes a mirror for you when you start to do. And as you said, whether it's a musician or whatever, and I'm not trying to be prescriptive about when you're going to, where you're going to land, but I know that starting before you're ready and starting in small, imperfect ways is what will unfold the next chapter to you in the same way that a compass shows you where you're going rather than a map. Yeah. Do you find, sorry, Glenn, do you, sorry. one thing I wanted to ask, because we've, cov- we've covered this in previous episodes, is labels people give themselves as well when they kind of discover their first, their, uh, and I'm talking about young designers, so this is advice for them, is mm-hmm. I, and we, we've said a lot of young people are, what are you going to be today, Dave? I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a thought leader. I'm going. They they label themselves before they've done the thing, which in turn gives them the pressure, and then they're kind of scrabbling around trying to. Oh, well, I'll copy that. I'll copy that. I'll copy that. Do you find? How do you find the label thing that people are very quick to label themselves to be something? Like you are an entrepreneur. You are a business owner. You are a, a an educator. You're an author. You've spent years becoming those things through a natural path. 
it seems that a lot of the like the younger generation are quickly wanting to get their quick but they're labeling labeling themselves and then putting pressure on themselves because they're then oh how do i fill this bucket to become that mm-hmm. well first of all i think words matter immensely and that's part of it goes back to that cultural programming that the starving artist that we've been programmed the that creativity is somehow um whimsical or naive or and i'm saying forget everything you've been told creativity is literally the most practical thing you can do because it's the ability to create anything whether it's a meal for yourself to create a a house to sleep in or to create the life that you want so like throw away the words and the phrases that were burned into your brain from a different era and that was an era about production and about thinking like the factory mentality about creating widgets. We live in a much different world now, a much more dynamic world. And the words that you say, they affect your psychology and your psychology. If you're not your psychology, what are you? You are the sum of your thoughts, your happiness, your internal dialogue is direct relationship with your level of satisfaction with your life. So the words that you say matter. And I talk a lot in the book about mindset. And this is a thing that, you know, you, you guys were lovely and showered me with praise uh, unnecessarily at the beginning of the podcast. But <laughs> it, has been, it has been a very, very, um, it's been an, not an easy journey, but it's been something that's worthwhile because I finally, and after just doing everything that everybody else wanted and taking all the punches in the face that you can take, I finally started doing this thing. And, you know, life started working. A huge piece of that was mindset and what I was telling myself. And I think a friend of mine, Liz Gilbert, says it best. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Um, She's got a great book on creativity called Big Magic. She says, my primary job, my primary job is my own mental health. My secondary job is a writer. And it has everything to do. You've heard the idea of like put your own oxygen mask on when you're on an airplane. Put your own oxygen mask on before assisting other passengers. The same is true here. Like words matter. Our mindset matters. And there's a, a big part of the book about that, and and it's. I it's like practical. that analogy about the oxygen mask. Yeah, right? that's that really does that goes in straight away when I. Yeah, I like that. You can use Chase, it. Chase, sorry, sorry <laughs> for putting in there, Chase, but um, you're saying there about the the process, of your own mental health and stuff like that. Kind of linking in with that, with the book over you know over 300 pages there. <laughs> whilst you're taking a long time to write it, like you said, it takes a long time to write it. Mm. Was there any particular point while you're writing? that you discovered something about yourself that Ooh. you weren't aware of or that you thought, Christ, I didn't realize that. I have a feeling that you were spying on me maybe or that you were <laughs> sitting on my shoulder for the process <laughs> because that's the elephant in the room. I'll say um, writing a book about creativity, which is a very creative process, and talking about being blocked and stuck and all these things that we've been talking about, that was my experience the whole way through. And this, what... I think maybe more than anything, what I, I can stand behind the book now because it worked. I just followed my own advice. And even when I'm in a bad mindset or I'm frustrated or tired or because this is not my primary medium, I chose a medium to explore because it was the right message. It was the right medium to carry the message that I wanted to put in the world on this. My background is as a photographer, right? That's I'm a visual person. And that's why it took me so long. And I probably of the 300 pages that you cited... I probably wrote 700. So I'm not even, and I'm not even kidding. It's like, you guys are laughing. I'm crying right now. <laughs> but, but it, 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 I think that's, that's something that I learned in the process is that it is process oriented. And we are, you know, for all the different way, all the ways that we are unique, 
We are the only people that have lived our lives. Our DNA is unique, but there's so many similarities and we are connected. We are social creatures. We are, we actually desire human connection. Even if you think of yourself as an introvert, if you don't take, if you don't hold a baby shortly after it's born, it dies. Like that's how serious human connection is to our species. And so to be able to relate to one another and realize that we're ultimately all in this together and what a better place it would be if we were all doing the thing that we were supposed to be doing and then to provide a roadmap for that, that was the goal with the book. And in every step of the way, I doubted myself and every step of the way I had to take my own medicine. And, and the fact that it's this book is done and it's hitting the market is, is a testament to the, A, the effectiveness of the process uh, and B, going back to that sort of mindset and the, the framework, it's just, it's, um, I believe it's universal just based on my experience and talking to so many people. Um, I, I took my own medicine. I had to otherwise, and I have to huge, huge shout out to my wife. Cause if it, if it was up to me, it would still be a pile of papers on the floor with a bunch of sticky notes all over. Um, but I'm happy that it's in a book form. Oh, that's great. Well, we know you've got to go, so we will wrap up now. And we we hope we get you on again. So I'd love to talk to you more about some stuff about th- your football career because that that <laughs> fascinated me. I re- I could talk to you for an hour about that. Um, so the book is with Harper Collins. It's out on September the twenty fourth on all good bookstores. Yeah. Um, uh, it's twenty dollars in the US. It's sixteen pound in the UK. I know that because I've pre ordered it already. Um. So like we said it's you've got the background you've done the research you've got the background i urge young creatives uh, old creatives whatever you do whether you're cooking cleaning <laughs> making clothes buy the book you know we we know you we i mean it's a pleasure to talk to you today and and we know you you know you have got a lot on your plate at the moment so we do appreciate your time chase no it's it's such a pleasure to be in the show it was fun to connect at max and i love what you all are doing um, to me, this is just a perfect example of the amplification. Like you're cultivating ideas and bringing people into your community and in different ways and at different scales. This is what we're all trying to do. This is about connection and about creating the living and the life that we're supposed to be doing for ourselves. And it just so happens that that's good for the world too. So thanks for, for letting me share the ideas. As you said, it's like, like if, if you get it now, you'll, that's, that's, it'll, it'll be on your doorstep when it ships. And, um, I just, I, I really appreciate it. I think it's important work and you can just, you know how to find me on, on the internet and the, you can go to Creative Calling, you know about Creative Live. I, I got nothing else. We'll just put loads of links we'll in put, the yeah, old we'll uh, put links in everywhere. Just, just, yeah, just cool. gratitude for having me on the show, y'all. Thanks so Not much. Not at all. Oh, no, thank thanks you so very much, Chase. See you next time. Of course. Thank you, guys. We'd like to thank Flown.com for being a partner of He Shoots, He Draws. Flown make learning fun and engaging with an extensive library of pro tutorials for Photoshop, Lightroom and photography at all levels of expertise, from beginners to advanced. You can get started on Flown from just $9.95 a month, which gives you access to over 140 tutorials covering photo editing, retouching, compositing, software basics, photography and much, much more. There's new tutorials every month and you can cancel at any time. For He Shoots He Draws listeners, you can use code GETPRO20, that's G-E-T-P-R-O number 20, to get 20% off when you sign up. Check out flown.com today.